Yes, sir. Oh, man. Man, I sound great. I sound great. You're a legend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. What's up, everybody? Man, what's up, everybody? Thank you. Oh, okay. Not done yet. Okay. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Dude, seriously, I, like, I sound like a million. I mean, I got a voice. <laughs> I got a voice right now. I mean, no, I'm not talking about my the timbre of my voice. I'm talking about we sound different. We sound good. I don't got a wife in the like in the standing next to me trying to make a sandwich because we're in Phil's castle. What's the hassle? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man. It's my Phil, house. Your studio. This is a studio. Trying it's a to be studio like stud. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, we just sound great. It's just we just sound great, man. This is like. This is going to boost our, our podcast to the next level. <laughs> we haven't gotten the Lambos yet. This is going to boost it. Um, I hope everybody's doing good. It is Monday, um, and uh, we are doing the podcast today. It's episode 135, I believe. And um, yeah, man. Uh, so a little bit of a like weird thing that happened last week. So uh, I was so our show that came out last week was actually from the week before. And I didn't get to post it before my vacation. So mm. so I was like, no show next week. And that's true because we didn't record a show next la- like the following week. But I uploaded last week's show last week. Oh, okay. So it's a week late. So when I say no show next week, last week, it seems like I'm lying. But I'm not a liar, Phil. You are a liar. No, no, no. Uh-huh. All the time. <laughs> so, so it, you know, I don't think you really need to know that because it's not like, you know, our show is like that. But I I just don't want to confuse people, you know? Like, I thought he said no show next week. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I should be like, we're too good for you guys. Going to get a lot of emails about this yes. issue. HR department. <laughs> Going to be pulled into a meeting. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, yeah, we're here, we're now, we're back, and Phil can't laugh. You heard his ribs in an MMA fight. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. You should see the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I don't. I really want to know how you hurt your ribs, like wrestling kids or riding bikes? I don't, Dude, I don't even know. <sighs> Loading drums, probably. I don't know. Something happened, pulled something. Double and... bass and twirling sticks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the MMA, MMA fight. MMA fighting, yeah. yeah. Sorry, grumpy sound, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, yes, that beautiful voice, the guy that's just can't laugh and having trouble today, it's the one, it's the only fantastic, in his castle, funky Phil Pardell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me. <laughs> Me. I'm Corey Kingston, and, um, you know, we got a great show planned for you guys tonight. Um, before we get started, as I always say, um, check out drumbrigade.com. We got all kinds of stuff up there, um, T-shirts, all kinds of um, merch and swag and all that stuff. It supports um, our mantra, which is camaraderie over competition. Um, man, there's a new generation, Phil. The camaraderie over competition might be out. I don't know. It might be like old guy stuff. F that. <laughs> I think there's always room for camaraderie over competition in my world and your world and our world. And like, I just got a new student that's like a younger, I mean, an, an adult student. And it's like her first time ever playing drums. She's like, I want to get out some of my mommy aggression. I'm like, okay, drums are cool. Yeah. And she's like kind of nervous. And then 
she was kind of like asking me like a lot of questions, like in a nervous way, like, well, I've never played before. And so is that going to be okay? And, and I'm like, okay, well, hold on. I'm like, you know, I've been teaching for a while now. And I'm like, but the thing is drum brigade is all about camaraderie over competition. That's actually our motto. And I'm like, so we should never feel inferior or feel scared or feel like we shouldn't be doing what we love to do. And I'm like, so that's what we're all about. She's like, I absolutely love that. I'm signing up. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yes. So that's what it's about. Camaraderie over competition. You should never, ever feel intimidated, inferior, or that you shouldn't be doing what you love to do, even if you are not very good at it. Um, I'm not great at cycling, but I love it. And I feel like that's what I want to do. If I want to do it and want to spend my money on a nice bike, I'm going to do it. And yeah. I don't need somebody to be like, you shouldn't do that because like I'm better. So, yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a soapbox like kind of mentality right now about this. I can see that. I'm freaking angry just thinking about it. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm just, I'm seeing a lot of like, like stuff about like, like just they're turning in, they're turning drums into comp- competition stuff and it's fine. It's cool. It's just, I, I actually like that too. I like that people are taking our, stuff our community and expanding it and doing different things with it turning it into a sport that's cool i think it's great um it's just not really what i'm about like i like going to sheds and stuff but i i like to go to sheds to like improve and see other guys that are really great and jump in the mix and but i'm not really like trying to melt your face and squash you yeah other drummers are about that and that's cool whatever you know it's not to do that I mean, it's entitled, you're entitled to do what you want. Just like, that's not what I'm about. That's not what Drum Brigade's about. I know. I'm I don't know how, why I'm having, feeling like I have to prove this to you, Phil, getting in MMA fights and stuff. I mean, you know, I, I just constantly am like mad dogging other drummers mm-hmm. and trying to like make them feel inferior. Yeah. And, you know, I just do drum fills constantly when I perform. I mean, if that's your thing, at least you're still playing drums. And, yeah, I'm basically out there to make sure that everyone knows that I'm better than them. Okay, well, <laughs> you probably are. Like, I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not in a position to tell you you can't be like that because then that's exactly what I'm getting mad at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so if you, you want to be super <laughs> I'll make you feel terrible about if yourself. If you want to be like Mr. Competitive and like you want to be the like the the I don't know Mike Tyson of drums, or like who's the other guy sting like a butterfly and fly like a bee or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. If you want to be like that in like drumming, then more power to you. He was the greatest. But I'm not. I'm not claiming to be the greatest. I'm just claiming that I love drums and I love playing drums. Good, because I'm the greatest. Okay, there you go. Phil said it. Phil said it. They agree with you, dude. Uh, I'm just kidding. No. No, I I know what you mean. Everyone's entitled to their own voyage. Yeah. And their own style and all that. Ethos. Yes. Okay, like there's a lot of like, I've seen some stuff online. I'm not going to name names and stuff like that because I don't, I don't agree with that. And this isn't a soapbox, but I've been seeing like people that are like, hey, I, I think I'm like, I, th- I think I'm my favorite drummer. <laughs> I think that's like a lot of confidence. That's really cool. 
But then it's like, there's people that are like, you can't say that. And I'm like, why can't he though? That's like self-confidence. And that's like, kind of like, you know, some people aren't into that. And I'm not into like, you know, self-confidence or overconfidence or like egotistical stuff. But, but then like that, like some of these dudes, their defense is like, well, who are you? Like the ego police? Like, why do you tell me I can't do it? It's a free country. I can do what I want. Yeah. And you're basically saying the same thing. You're like being mad at me for doing something. It doesn't make it's the drum community is shifting. That's what I'm trying to say. The drum community is shifting and there's like a, there's a younger generation that are coming in and like it's, you know, my generation, you know, my dad's generation, like the, 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 the drummers that I used to like are all like talking. They used to be like, you know, well, you know, you got to be humble and you got to do this. And and like, we live in a, in a world now where there's like self, what am I trying to say? Like mindset, growth mindset and self confidence and having confidence in what you do. And, and we also are coming in from a generation of like, you know, everyone gets a trophy and, you know what I mean? And so there's a lot of different avenues in this world of drumming where we're coming from, the drum brigade is coming from, yo, man, we're just stoked that you play drums. That's it. Yeah. If you're a super egomaniac guy that is so, so in yourself, like like Tommy Igo, <laughs> I still think Tommy Igo is a great drummer. That's it. Yeah, I look at I I watch so many drum videos and I'm like, there's some drum videos where I'm like, yeah, that guy's going for something. It's not my vibe. Like you just showed me a snare video, and then I was like, yeah, that's a nice snare. It's not my sound, but I could tell that there's a lot of craftsmanship that went into it, and the video production was really good, and the drummer was really good. It's not my thing, but I could still appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's how I feel about drums. I'm like, dude, at least they're doing like, they're sharing in this thing that like I enjoy. And that's why I go to sheds. That's why I like, I like drummers of all sorts. And that's why I'm not going to try to be like, I used to get so mad at like, like drummers, like gospel chop drummers where I'm like, dude, but why the ego? And then I'm like, well, the best athletes out there, dude, had the worst egos of all time. Some of them. Have you ever heard like Mike Tyson be like, well, there's always somebody greater? No, because he's like, I'm the best. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think there's plenty of humble, like phenomenal, humble performers okay. of different disciplines. I don't think there's like. You don't have don't, to be that. Like, yeah. I don't think you got to be like a narcissist to be great. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're right. You know? You're right. Actually. Yeah, I'm just trying to tell you that where I'm coming from is like I'm just stoked that people play drums still. Yeah, that's it. And and if you if you want to believe something about yourself or all that stuff, dude, more power to you. But like you know, I have a problem though with other people. Like I have a problem with people making you feel like you shouldn't do what you're doing. Because like I love this and I've done it since I was three years old. Yeah. And so I've gone into situations where I'm like, I, I'm not going to sit in. I'm not going to play because I feel inferior. And that's what I don't like. That's why we started the, the brigade. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know why I went on that rant. All I'm trying to say is visit drumbrigade.com. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I got into this conversation with some musicians over the weekend 
on some gigs that we'll we'll talk about later. Oh, but, okay. And they were like, we were talking about the younger generation of like musicians, and like you go to these gigs or you go to like, like they're like like a few musicians have been talking about like the younger generation of guys like in their twenties that are showing up and they're like, the attitude has changed. It's like they're not really doing homework, but they just kind of chop their way through the song and through the set. And they're just kind of like, if they screw up everything, they're just like, whatever. And so I was like, yeah, well, there's a younger generation where it's like not about music or gigs even. It's just about playing like being the dopest drummer in the room. It's just about chopping your way through like, you know, bars. Yeah. Well, I guess I feel like that all ties into the, the, the notion of everyone having their own idea of what being a great drummer is right or a great musician and there's definitely been a lot of cultural changes over the last yeah. 10 years or so and like now there's the whole internet community and the, the the world of instagram and like you know just posting only flashy right clips and you know building careers off of just shredding by yourself in a room and you know posting a 30 second clip i get it yeah <laughs> I mean, there is part of that that I feel like, you know, I've always tried to stay, like, have my finger on the pulse of, like, you know, I have, I've never been, like, a full-on gospel chop drummer. I've never been, like, you know, the only thing I've gone full-on in is, like, ska and reggae. But, like, um, I still feel like if you want to work, you have to adopt some of that stuff. Like, like I used to listen to my dad when, when I was younger and he would always be like, I don't care about none of the fills. I don't care about none of the solos. All I care about is the pocket. And I was like, so I was thinking, you know, looking at all my dad's friends and all of his, excuse me, his musicians. I thought that's what you had to be to work. Yes. You do have to have, you have to play pocket. But these days, you need more than just a solid pocket. That's a very old school, outdated way of playing. And like, you need some choppy stuff. You need some creative fills or, you know, if you want to play it, like work in like mainstream music, you know? And so uh, I always try to feel, I always try to think about, you know, especially being, you know, now considered probably an old guy, even though a lot of people don't know looking at me, but I don't want to be like that guy, like the Romeo de pocket of the world, you know, of just playing like, oh man, I just lay down the pocket. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. I think pocket drummers are great, but like, I would love to get Zach's, Zach Nager's um, thoughts on this, but, um, you know, I just, I just feel like, like if you watch the Grammys or something, you got to like think about how the drummers sound. They're all church drummers or they, even if they're not, they all play like that. And now there's another generation of like these dudes that just go to sheds and, and learn chops and practice chops all day long. They sit in their drum bunker and practice ideas, you know? And so there's drummers out there that it's because everybody just watches YouTube and Instagram and watches Girgo Borlai and Matt Garska, you know, and then they, they are able to pick it up if you just like practice and practice and practice, you know? So I would like to know Zach, Zach's very old school though. Like play it right. You know, and if you don't, you know, he's like, it sucks basically is the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just not that funky, honestly. <laughs> Anyways. Um, 
I don't even, I don't know what I'm saying, man. I'm just talking. Yeah. There's, I do notice though, like there is a shift in our, and maybe it's just, you know, being on Instagram and stuff. I still think there's, there's drummers. There's going to be always a place for drummers like me and you that can record, can play in time, can, you know, play it right, make music. And instead of just like 30 second note, you know, or 30 second note triplet fills or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm with you. I think that it's important to have, be able to cut loose in a creative and a unique way. Yeah. And, but in an appropriate way. Yeah. And, and it's, I think it's, that's a major distinction. I feel like it's, it's really important to be able to, you know, unleash that side at the right moment in the right situation and be able to do it in a tasteful manner that fits and suits and serves the music. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. I think that's all, you know, that's, that's all I'm going to say. It's, that's it's being important lost. to be, it's important to be, you know, serve the music. That's, that's being lost today. I think that's being lost in the younger generation of like, you know, playing music, playing music is that's the, that, that used to be the point is like, well, at the end of the day, you know, like in lessons, it's like, yeah, we can practice paradiddles all day long, you know, but at the end of the day, we're playing music. So if you can't make that musical, you can't put that in context, then what are we doing? We're just playing patterns. But I think that's been lost or it's been like the next generation of drummers is like, who cares about that? It's just all only for the shed only. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a, I don't know. I think there's a lot of next generation quote unquote drummers and that, you know, have very different ideals and methods about the way they, they do things. And like, I mean, like Tosh, he absolutely can go furious and go do like the craziest chops around the kit. Yeah. But he does it in a tasteful way that makes sense with the music he's performing. He's not like, it's not like he's just chopping through every song. He's, he's, he does it in, in the moments that matter. Do you know that there's like, there's like, fight club drum sheds now where people are like betting on who won that's i mean (laughs) (laughs) to me that sounds completely ridiculous but you know if if that's your thing that that's cool i mean i I guess what i'm (laughs) saying is like i I haven't gone to one of those and i would be like i would be terrified to be like you know battle to the death with another drummer it's just so not what i do but yeah, that sounds that doesn't sound appealing at all to me. But I, I think that like the next generation thing is like that's where it's going. Where it's like it's not even about making music or anything. It's about like it's like you know it's like fighting. It's like Fight Club. It's just like a boys' club of like, hey, this is a sport. You know, it's like I don't know how to what to compare it to. It's like you know you could you could ride bikes to race. You know, or you could, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, I can't even think of an ana- analogy, but like the purpose of drumming, I guess originally was to fire up your army to like for battle. And so it's kind of going back to those roots, I guess. I don't know. I, the, the history of drums goes b- back before that. Well, I that. guess that, yeah. Yeah, I guess <laughs> but, that, yeah. 
I know what you mean. I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of different drummers out there and different pockets. And I mean, I've, I know a lot of young drummers that are completely not like that. And they kit, they, they absolutely play on that level. And, yeah. but they're still humble and cool and supportive and, and like all about the brotherhood. You I know? just feel like, yeah, our, our community needs to not forget about how cool it is to be a drummer and, and how cool it is in our community to not have that competition. Cause then I think that's when you truly play your best. Like you, you can be forced to play your best when you're in a competitive situation, but I feel like when you break down that barrier, man, it's a really cool thing. Like I have so many drummer friends and so like, I get so like happy when I hear somebody that can play really well. And I get, I have such a opposite feeling when that, those feelings of like competition creep in and I'm like, oh, I'm going to show this fool how it's done. I'm like, why am I thinking like that? Like we have something in common, which is really cool. And so, um, I just hope like people remember, I hope our, like the drum community can kind of, I hope there's always a space for people that want to play music and be a part of something cool and, um do something cool. It's like skateboarding has never lost that vibe of camaraderie. You know, I'm sure that obviously there's contests, there's, there's all that kind of stuff. There's like X games and all that stuff. But like, even that, I feel like if they're competing against each other, if they pull a a cool trick, they're like, yeah. And they're like hugging. And like, I see that in mountain biking all the time too. Like there was just a big mountain bike race and when somebody like beat the other guy's time, the guy who got beat is like hugging the guy who beat his time. Like, dude, that was amazing. That's what I'm saying. Competition is healthy. It can push your limits. But if there's still that camaraderie, that's cool. There doesn't have to be hate, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I kind of draw the line at poop. Exactly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So anyways, a couple more things. Just check out drumbrigade.com. We have this podcast. We do lessons. We have merch drumsticks, all kinds of stuff like that. And then the other thing is, you know, as I've been mentioning the last couple of weeks, um, John and Jeremy, um, Jeremy from Q drums and John from revolution drums, um, man, they're plugging away. Those guys are fighters, man. Um, they're both battling cancer and they have some, um, GoFundMes that you can, uh, you know, check out and, um, donate to if you are so inclined and it will help them a lot with their expenses, their medical bills and all that stuff. But, um, man, I think it's good. I think the, the thoughts and prayers and the, the financial help has really been helping these guys because they're, I th- it looks like they're, um, trug, they're chugging along and, um, you know, they're, they're fighting this fight and kind of winning this battle. So I hope that's true. I don't want to say, make that like a, a public statement that that's what's happening, but it's what it looks, it appears to be like they're. They, these fools are fighters, dude. So um, don't get in the MMA ring with either of those two, dude. With or without cancer, Phil, you'll lose. No way. Ribs. No way. <laughs> uh, so John Caldwell um, from Revolution Drum and then Jeremy. I don't, I don't remember Jeremy's last name, sorry, but he's from Q Drums. And um, both those dudes have done a lot for our community. And, the um, and you know, Jeremy's built some drums for the biggest names in, in the drum industry. And John is built some of the most amazing products that we all use, um, invented ahead armor cases and built, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, um, the firefly drum key and chopping block, 
um, practice pad and he has a, some new products dropping, I think this week. So, um, yeah, man. All right. Support those guys, support drum brigade, support me and funky Phil. Let's get into it. Camaraderie over competition, fool. Yeah. Your shirt says it, Phil. Mine too. Hey, we got the same these. shirt. Hey, what up? What up? They're getting raggedy though, dude. We need new shirts, Phil. I could use some. Gosh, we've been wearing these for a few years. We we went through a pandemic with these. <laughs> uh, how's it going? How, what's you know? What's going on? We did two. This has been two weeks. You know, I had a vacation and stuff. So. What'd you yeah, to? I missed you. Oh, thanks, man. I just sat in here and, and thought, I miss Corey. Played that Sarah McLaughlin song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a good couple of weeks. Been busy, you know. The, did some video work, did some some gigs, played Belly Up with Whitney. Yes, sir. Which was, yeah. Did you tell her about my dream? I did. Oh, boy. She thought it was awesome. <laughs> it made her laugh and smile. Um, I... It was a really fun, fun show. Played with Anthony a bunch, and had some the Fallbrook kid. Yeah, they they call him that. Um, it's like the king of Fallbrook, from what I hear. Okay, man, he rips, and he's <laughs> such a sweet dude. Whoops! Whoa! I guess we're getting into it, Phil. Oh, Jeez! <laughs> All right, I guess I'm done talking. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, Phil. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so good uh, dude I'm trying to like get to another page but it just hit me <laughs> alright well anyways go ahead yeah no it's just been... <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry that one was a joke that one was a joke sorry brutal <laughs> Corey doesn't care about me or what I have to say. Okay, okay. That was, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> um, nothing. You know, it's just been, it's been a good couple of weeks. Busy. I did that, um, that video for the Doc Sweeney yes. hollow core series snare drum that just came out. It's a nice snare, man. You have it here? I don't. He actually came and got it. Son of a. Um, there, it's, I mean, I feel like, th- if you haven't seen it, I, it was a video, and I and I uh, did all the editing, and I did some of the the shooting. Yeah, and I um um yeah, I'm I'm proud of the video. It took some time, and 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 uh, it was fun. But we I helped them kind of get this snare drum. I do some like I did some like R and D with him nice. for this, and it's it's an interesting drum, man. Like I feel so, like you can't really tell from the video. Um, but it's the concept behind this drum is actually pretty cool. I've never seen anything like this. Like I've seen people do like, like hybrid metal yeah. or like hybrid metal and wood or like hybrid, um, acrylic and wood. This is, it's like, this is basically the concept of this snare is, um, a hollow body guitar and the warmth and the like deep tones that you get from a hollow body guitar they're trying to put into a snare. So there's like an actual hollow chamber. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's kind of like the center part of the drum is hollow. Yeah. And the, where the, where the bearing edges meet heads. The hollow it's part solid. of the shell is cause like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
obviously every, most drums are hollow. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no, no, the the drum shell, like the, where the bearing edges meet, are is solid wood, and then on the on the middle portion of the shell is hollow. Yeah, and um, it's different, man. It, it has a very distinct sound to it, and I think it it's pretty cool. It's like deep and and uh, dry. Yeah. He has um all the snares that I've played with him. First of all, there's a brass snare that I fell in love with years ago that I was like, I want the snare. Now I would have probably just bought it, but I would have just given him my credit card or something. But like, <laughs> I wish I, I mean, I might still have him do that, but like all, a lot of his snares before, um, a lot of his drums in the past are really like ringy and like, they have a lot of, a lot of sustain to them because they're solid. Um, but, but yeah, this, this one hit me different when I heard the video, I was like, Oh, like I thought it was going to be really cracky and like, it was like the first note that you hear on the snare is like super low, like Nashville kind of sounding like low rock, like arena rock, low sounding. Yeah. And like, and then I, so I was kind of like, Oh, like I like that sound, but that's not like my main sound, you know, for my snare. And then yeah, and then even tuned up a little bit, it sounds really good. Yeah, it's it's a cool drum. I mean, it, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It's uh, it's definitely a unique thing. I think yeah. it's it's pretty versatile. It gets really dry. Like I've, I don't know. Depending on how it's set up, you you kind of don't even need damping or anything. Really, it's wow. it's pretty. It's and pretty different. He didn't like. He didn't give one to me or you like for free. He just <laughs> didn't leave one here for us. I thought that was part of the deal. Gosh, the heck, dude. But yeah, no, it's been a good couple of weeks. I missed Corey. Oh man, thanks. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are. Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes. Onesies. We got socks. Mugs phone cases stickers got it all all in different sizes all in different colors just for you so if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the brotherhood of drums go to drumbrigade.com visit our merch store oh yeah what i want to hear about your trip oh uh you know it was cool you went to hawaii yeah i did yeah. What, did something bad happen? What the heck? <laughs> no! About Hawaii? I mean, I'm not trying to be like, this This isn't a big one, but I love Hawaii, Phil. It's my favorite place in the world. Okay. This one was a little different. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so me and my wife went... Yeah. But we went with two other couples. <laughs> oh, okay. And they're younger couples. Okay. And we did everything together. We rented a car together. We stayed at the same place. 
Okay. Made every plan, like everything that we're doing was all like as couples. I think I see where this is going. I don't like that, Phil. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like that. I didn't know I don't like that, but I don't like that. <laughs> this was basically a Hawaiian tour, Phil, and I didn't play drums once. Dang it. I got to be nice because these are like some of our best friends. We love them. We think they're great, but you know, I don't think they listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so dude, like we get there, we fly in. I'm in Hawaiian mode, dude. I'm like, let's get a drink. Let's go to the beach. Let's have some fun. And we get there, we go to some food trucks. I'm like, oh man, it's warm outside. There's chickens walking around. I'm like, dude, I am here, baby. <laughs> go to the store, get some wine, get some like Thai food. We're sitting out and I'm like, babe, it starts from, I mean, we're there for an hour. It starts like, hey, they're going to be here. Their flight's coming in. They want to know where we're meeting up. Well, we need to go to Costco and get groceries. And I'm just like, okay, well, I don't really care about that. Wait. So you just landed. Yes. And you're like, let's go to Costco. Yes. I'm like, well, <laughs> we don't have a car, so they can pick us up and we can go to Costco. And they're just like, okay, well, I'm like, you know what? That's got to wait. I'm like, they'll be here in 10 minutes. I'll be back. And I go and jump in the ocean. And I'm just like laying on my back, just like, oh man, Hawaii, I love you. And it, the water's warm and clear and there's fish flying or, or swimming around. Not flying, not <laughs> flying. They get there. They, they I'm, I'm talking about them like they're bad. Like they're not bad. They're fun friends, but it's just not, it's not my, my, like it's not my cadence, you and, know? And this is kind of a celebration for your anniversary. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's our anniversary trip. We always try to go on at least one vacation trip every year. So we, we like, I get out of the water. It's fun. We're hanging out. And then it's like, okay, cool. We go to Costco, all that stuff, hang out. We're like, all right, well, we got to get to bed early because we got to wake up at like six. I'm like, wait, hold on. What? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're doing Road to Hana. So we got to leave at six. Okay, cool. So Road to Hana is like this mountainy, curvy road that you can go and see waterfalls and go swimming. That day was great, but it's an all day thing. Like we got back at like 11 and the next day. All right, cool. We got to get like, let's 11 o'clock, man, we're exhausted, but we got to wake up early because we have snorkeling. So we got to be up at six. And I'm like, already I'm on a soapbox. Like, yo, this isn't vacation, dude. Like this is, <laughs> this is like, I'm exhausted. Like, let's, let's, let's just, Sit on the beach. Yeah. So we go snorkeling. And then I'm like, I need a nap. Like, I'm going to hang out. So I go and fall asleep. And then people are like, yo, like, what are we doing? We need to go. Like, we need to go eat. We need to go. And so one of my oldest friends lives lives in, in Maui now. She's like, I've known her. Her dad is like what helped me get into drums because I was he was in my dad's band. And I would always watch him play. Nice. So- we're talking when me and her are like one or two years old, our dads played in a band together and we've been like besties ever since. Whoa. Yeah. So like we go like, she's seriously like probably one of my all time closest friends of my whole life. We're super tight. We're super close. We're like brother and sister. It's great. I haven't seen her since like way before the pandemic. Like it's been probably four or five years. 
she lives in Maui now. So I'm like, yo, I'm like trying to hang out with her. And, but our, it's like this division of like our friends that we like see all the time and we're in Hawaii with are like, what's going on? We need to go eat. Like time is money. Let's go. And I'm in Hawaiian mode. Like, yo, I'm just trying to like, I'm texting my friend like, Hey, where are you at? Like, let's hang out. Like, you know? And then, so I'm like ignoring the group chat group chat. Oh no. And I'm like only texting her and I'm like, Hey, do you like, do you want to just pick us up? Let's just go to the beach. Let's hang out. Like I'm in my mind. I'm like, I just want to hang man. Like I just want to hang out, go to Hawaii. You know, I don't want to be on a time schedule. Yeah. I'm, I feel you. Yeah. Like when it's vacation time, I don't want plans. No. I just no. want to do what, you know, strikes the mood. Exactly. That's not going over well, Phil. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so people are getting pissed. People are getting pissed, dude. Like, no. like, w- like, if you don't want to go, just say you don't want to go. And then I'm like, I- I'm like, not even looking at the messages. I'm just like, so they're like, we're leaving. And I'm like, oh, Carrie's picking us up. <laughs> like, they're like, I'm like, do you guys want to go? And they're just like, they're already at the limit of like over it. Like, and so they're already tired of me complaining about this isn't vacation. I'm not, I'm, I'm not waking up early again. And like, yeah. And so I go and hang out with my friend. It's super nice. It's like exactly what I want. Like we like go out to dinner. We like go to the beach. We hang out. It's all great. Got to get back early though. Cause we got to wake up at three in the morning, Phil for sunrise three in the morning. Wait, what? Because we got to drive up a mountain to see sunrise. Three in the morning? Yes. It's an hour and a half away, and we want to make sure that we get up there to get parking. You have to make reservations for this stupid thing. It wasn't stupid. It was beautiful. Yeah. I'm sure it was beautiful, but that sounds very unpleasant. I had, like, it was some pretty pretty heated conversations of, like, if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. And I'm like, no, we're committed. I'm like, but you got to understand that, like, this is, like, my best friend. I haven't seen her in four years. Like... Well, we were texting everybody and like you weren't responding and like we just are getting the idea that like this isn't like what you want to do. And I'm like, well, no, like I'm here. I love Hawaii and we committed to it. But like you just got to understand that like this isn't my vibe. This isn't my style. Like when you're in Hawaii, you're supposed to chill. You're not supposed to be on a schedule. Well, we've never been here and this is the stuff that we want to see. I'm like, okay, hold on. First of all, I'm telling my wife next time. I First of all, I want to redo. We're going back to Hawaii like in the next year. This Second time I'm all, going though too, right? Okay. You better be ready to I'm, not have a schedule. I'm going to make so many plans no. that we're not going to have any time to chill. I'm like, if we ever do a group thing again, which we probably won't, but if we ever do, we're getting our own car and we probably are staying at our own place. We're going to do parasailing. We can. Is that the, that's the one where you get tugged by the boat mm-hmm. and you're up in the air, but tandem with you and me on the same parachute. Three in the morning. Yeah. Okay. We can plan things. We can plan things. Like we can, like Summer and I go to these places and we like go, hey, let's get there. Let's figure it out. We should do it, Phil. And then we can like sing, I can show you the world. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be strapped to your chest like a little Uh, um, mini me. (laughs) Like a mini me. Yeah. (laughs) We go there. We like. We like try to plan like not much. We like, we like try to pay for some things before. So we'd have to pay for it then. 
But like, like for example, our snorkeling tour, it was like, it, we basically had like a Yelp vacation, like search on Yelp or search on YouTube, best things to do in Hawaii. And then it's like every tourist kind of trap thing where it's like, get in on this before it sells out. And so we got on this tour to do snorkeling, which was awesome. There's like a hundred people on the boat. Mm. And then there, there's like, it's like, there's all these rules. Like you can only stay right here. You cannot touch anything. You can't like you, you like you, if you want to drink, then your snorkeling's over. You can't like, you have to turn in your, your fins and in your mask to like, it, it's stuff like that. It's just tourists. And there's not one local on the boat. It's all tourist people. But like last time we went, we just got there. And then we we like searched around locals. Hey, what's the best like um, snorkeling tour? And then they're like, hey, you should go to this. And we found a guy. It was us and one other couple. And the guy took us like wherever we wanted to go, however long we wanted. And then we were like, we snorkeled in this area. We saw it. It was cool. And then he's like, do you guys want to go to the backside? And we're like, yeah, nobody gets to do that of this like little island. We go to the backside. It's 400 feet deep water. There's like gigantic fish. We jump in the water. There's a spotted eagle ray like swimming away. Those are like so rare to see in the natural habitat. That did not happen this time. Like I saw some cool, amazing stuff. Like I saw turtles and stuff, but like it still was like tourist city. It was a hundred different tourists, over a hundred people. Why didn't you go back to the the other dude? We tried. We were like, hey, we found a really good tour that we could do. And they're like, no, let's do this one because it's going to sell out. So it was like before we even got there and then we get to our room and my friend Carrie, her, her husband goes, Hey, you see that boat right there? That's a friend of ours. And if you guys would have let us know, he would have taken us on a private tour of the same Island that you went to, to go snorkeling. He takes our friends out. It would have been free and we would have had like a way better time. Dang. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying I'm mad that we went with other people. I'm just saying that like me and Summer have traveled a lot. Yeah. You know, like a lot, a lot. And like we've had some of the greatest, dopest vacations ever because we like kind of roll like that. And so it was all in all, dude, it was good. It was really good, but I did not get the vibe of Hawaii. I got like run, 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 go, go, go. I felt like I needed a vacation after my vacation. Dang. So I'm sorry. It was good though. It was good. And we did have a nice time with our friends, but it was, I felt like there was a few things three in the morning that once we reached the three in the morning day, I was so done. Like, and then it was just like, well, we need to go. And like, we want to have this kind of breakfast And I'm just like, I don't eat any of that. I'm not going to have that kind of breakfast. I'm going to walk home. And they're like, we'll just drop you off. And I'm just like, fine. And then I like slept. And then I went to the beach by myself. And, and then we went out to dinner with my other, my, like my friend Carrie. And that was it. And then like, I didn't really see our friends until the, until like, yeah, until we got home. We, We saw them when we were like leaving and our friend was taking us to the airport, not even in the van that we rented. And it was just like, see you later. And we're like, all right, see ya. Yeah, great trip, guys. Later. <laughs> Weird. It was kind of awkward, man. And like, it was still a good trip and we had a lot of fun. Just a few things I would do a little different. That's all. Not trying to complain about going to Hawaii because Hawaii is awesome. 
and going with friends are awesome. Our friends are awesome too, but it was just a little different for like people in their forties going with people like in their twenties or thirties. A lot different, man. Yeah. So that's it. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Well, next time we'll just parasail the whole time. I tandem. That sounds like a vacation, Phil. Or those water jet packs. They have those. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> can we? Uh, can we do it like strapped to the same jet pack? <laughs> have you seen that guy that like did it off the pier and he's like trying to wave to people and then he took his hand off the throttle or whatever and just dove? It like no. shot him, rocketed him into the people like on oh, the pier. Oh man, <laughs> those things are dumb though because they're just like hooked on it's like a vacuum in the water that's like shooting out water and then you can't go far it's like you just go like right there well you you just have the tube in the water right yeah it just needs the water to as the propellant stop trying to invent dumb things like that that's stupid i I think it's kind of fun (laughs) (laughs) i've never done it but it looks it looks cool there's this other like little (laughs) surfboard thing that i saw that's online that's like it has like a little jet, like a propeller and it sits in the water. So you're like hovering above the water and it's like going pretty fast. It's oh, like and it has its power. own little motor? Yeah. Whoa. And I was like, that looks cool. I, I wonder if I could do that, get one of those and do it in the harbor. And then I looked at how much it was, $13,000. <laughs> Wait, just to rent one? <laughs> no, to get one. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's expensive. It's like an e-bike for the water. As I've seen the hydrofoil things that, where they don't have a motor, where you just have to get towed into a wave with it. What? Yeah. A hydrofoil? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. It's where it has like, it's like a small surf, uh, uh, you know, the part you actually stand on isn't very big because it just needs to hold your feet. Mm-hmm. And then it has like a special kind of like wing that is underwater. Yeah. Oh, you can like bounce on it and then it starts moving. I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe, but this, it basically you have to get once it's going to certain speed, it'll just cruise and and it's it's cool because you're not. I don't know if you've ever surfed before, but if when you surf, you're you know you're standing on a board on the water. Mm-hmm. So as you're sliding over the water, there's bumps and dips and stuff, and you feel everything. But with the the hydrofoil thing, you don't because it's being you're like above the water I see. that's exactly how this thing is yeah but i've never seen i haven't seen the one that has its own motor it's exactly that it has a wing under the water that's but there's a little motor underneath there that like propeller but it's like 13 grand next time we'll go parasailing yeah and we'll go on one of those things i don't know if we could both fit on the same one though we should try it tandem (laughs) whatever yeah ow (laughs) uh there's uh there was some cool stuff out there though, man, like literally swimming with turtles and like, I mean, I, I really like the water, man. I really love being in the water and I just, uh, can't get enough of that. Like it was like so hard for me to get out of the water when we were snorkeling. I've never and, been to Hawaii. It sounds yeah, cool it's though. It's beautiful. It's so amazing. Well, and, I opened up for Smash Mouth. Did so. you really? <laughs> it's pretty much like going to Hawaii. Dang, big time. <laughs> Somebody. That's so out of key. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was a festival we did, like some health rocks festival hmm. at Palomar Hospital. They had like um, all sorts of stuff going on. But dude, they played Smash Mouth played at a hospital thing. Yeah, yeah, they were playing. They were sound checking when we got there, 
and then we Mars we played and then they came on later. The but they, uh, I guess they got a new singer because <laughs> what? Yeah, their well, their old singer, I guess, had some kind of a. He had something, and he went like bananas on stage and said all sorts of horrible stuff, <laughs> and possibly did a Nazi salute. Wow! From what I've read oh this has got to be online I, i'm sure i haven't seen the video this is just what i've been told i don't know anyway that guy's not in the band anymore wow so um but the i met the keyboardist talked to us a little bit he was really nice that's cool um it was fun the sound was really good was josh freeze playing with him no <laughs> no i don't it wasn't because didn't Sh remember sean winchester we had him on oh yeah I think he played with them at oh, some point, yeah. but it, it wasn't. I don't think it was him playing. Huh. Very interesting. That's a it's a big name, but like weird. Did the, the singer have bleached hair? You know, I didn't even see the singer. This the lead singer wasn't at Soundcheck. Oh, oh. It was like everybody else. They had the the center mic for the singer, but he there wasn't a lead singer there. Yeah. I don't know. I've done some sound checks like that. Anyway, I played. Uh, so I started. So I get I got home and just hit the ground running. Like so I, I got home on Tuesday and had to move all my lessons to Wednesday and Thursday. Ooh. I got home at like like midnight on Tuesday or like so it was like Wednesday technically. And then drum lessons all day. And then Thursday drum lessons all day. And then as soon as my last lesson hit, I ran out the door to my gig. Played with Rebecca Jade. Woo. And um she had a full band. And it was just a little restaurant gig. It was so fun. That's the difference. She's awesome. That's the difference, though. Like, we're laughing. We're, like, cracking jokes. We're, like, having fun playing. We're challenging each other. It was, like, such a fun gig. And so that's – I'm, like, I'm so happy to be playing this gig. And then I – then Friday hits and Saturday and Sunday, and I'm with the schmucky medals, and <laughs> here we are, you know? And then I'm back to, like, complaining. And it was, like, man, it's so – it's – it's not them. It's not Schmucky Metals. It's not the musicians. It's weddings. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. But I do love playing with all these musicians. And like, I do, I do like, man, I, I gotta say that like, I, I have been having fun playing. I'm happy to be working. Yeah. And I didn't have too crazy of a weekend of like, ah, uh, this sucks. I hate these people. But <laughs> it, it was kind of like that sometimes. Wasn't totally, but kind of. All right, let's just get into it. Gosh dang it. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Dude. It's the same old thing. There's a there's two actually. There's two that I have, but Okay. Friday night gig. Yeah. I don't real normally take gigs on Fridays because I always got stuff, other stuff going on. But Friday night gig, it's a corporate party. It's Sweet. a huge, like huge corporate party. They rented um, Estancia uh, in La Jolla. It's like a hotel. Like they rented like pretty much the ballroom, the whole like courtyard. Like they rented the whole thing. And they're every first of all, everybody does Great Gatsby theme. Great Gat. Can you come up with a different theme? Great Gatsby. Like nice. Yeah, so we they want us to play like we we have to dress with like the fedoras and you know, and the the 
what do they call it? Flapper dresses and, you know. Gotta look all 20s. Yeah. And then they want 20s, but then we're like playing like Sing, 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 which is like, what, 40s? Yeah. So it's like stuff like that where it's just like these people don't know. Like you can't come up with a better theme. Anyways, they have, a, they have like a, a huge band. There's four singers, never work together. Four Sweet. singers, four horn players. Sweet. Then bass, keys, drums, guitar. And like, so it's 12 piece band. Uh, so we get there. It's like, let's get there at 3.30 to set up. Everybody has to be there by 3.30. I get there three three o'clock to set up. I'm the only one there. Like the sound guys are there and everything, but I'm the only one there. And there's like, this is a corporate thing. So they hired a sound equipment company and they have a full on, full on, it's full on, you know? Yeah. And uh, anyways, we set up, there's two locations. I have to set up outside, same thing, full sound system, everything outside to set up for cocktail hour. We like, we get, we're, we're just kind of getting everything together, right? We like, we start playing cocktail hour. It's like, the youngest person there is probably like 60. Nice. And they're all filthy rich. Like Sweet. all their girls are like plastic, you know, looking like fake this and fake that. And they're all looking kind of like, oh, wow. We're playing like A Train. And they're just kind of like, wow, it's a little loud, don't you think? It's a little loud. Oh, boy. This so, is cocktail hour? So, yes. So, Melvin is like, hey, man, like we probably need to like, you know, when we play cocktail hour, like when it's me, Melvin and Anthony Smith, we can we can kind of stretch out a little bit and play some real jazz tunes. Yeah. He's like, you know, like I did like a trading for a solo and he's like, I know you like kind of went in like normally how we do it, but he's like, but I don't think that this is the crowd. So maybe like brushes kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we can turn it down. I'm like, yeah, let's just play like the average like a train and you know, like songs like that. So we're playing like just loungy kind of jazz stuff. Yeah. We get through that. Now we have to go back for a dinner set. So there's a guy giving a speech, the CEO or whatever. It's full on dude, like full on teleprompters, like all this stuff. We go on with the four horns, guitar, drums, bass. We start playing like, uh, I don't know, like L O V E, like, uh, I don't know. We played like just standard jazz songs and it's like, it's the four horns. It's, you know, bass, drums, guitar, like I mentioned and, and drums. And so Melvin is like, Hey, let's just, let's tone it down. They're all eating dinner. We don't need to like do anything. They, they took the overheads off the drums because it was making the CEO look like he had devil horns coming out of his head. So they're like, it's all about the looks. They wanted us to take them down. I'm like, don't you want to put them back up? They're like, we just don't need them for the dinner set. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Huh. So I'm playing brushes, brushes on the snare. With no overhead. No overhead. Sweet. And, you know, snare is mic'd and everything. Everything's mic'd. But, I mean, we're playing like as, like as soft as you can be, like me rubbing the table right now. Okay? <laughs> I, like, I like your hand brushes. <laughs> and... An old guy comes up. The amplifiers are too loud. The amplifiers. Like probably ran at his head. What do they call those speakers? Ah, amplifiers. Let's get it. Okay. Yeah. He goes up to one of the horn players. The amplifiers are too loud. You need to turn it down. And he's like, we're not the sound guys. The sound guy's over there. 
So he's like, you need to go talk to him. Old guy goes and beelines for him. The amplifiers are too loud. They come up to us. Hey, can you guys just like turn it down? Can you turn it down? You're the sound guy. Yeah. Turn it down. Jeez. Hey, you guys got to turn down the bass. It's just a little too loud. He, like Melvin's like, really? He's like, I'm not even, I'm on like one. <laughs> yeah, you just get to turn it down. So he's like, whatever. So he just like turns down his bass, keeps playing. Five seconds later, the planner comes up. Hey guys, yeah, it's still a little too loud. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, can you guys just like turn it down? It, like, we're like, shut off the horn mics. Like, shut off everything. Well, I think that's one of the problems. The horns are just a little too loud. Can you guys just like, maybe the horns just need to not play. Oh, so we're doing a jazz like dinner set and it's great Gatsby theme. And now you don't want any horns. So the horns are like, all right, cool. See ya. So now it's just a trio. Nice. They come up again. Hey, I know you guys, you guys sound great, but they're still complaining that it's too loud. I mean, can you guys just like, is there any way you can turn it down? Melvin's like, no, I think we're done. And just like shuts his amp off, puts his bass down and Whoa. we walk off stage. So I'm just like, I don't get, this happens all the time. Every gig. This happens every time. It's why do you want a band? Why do you want a band? Mm-hmm. Is it because it looks cool and you want a wow factor to have a big old stage and four horns up there? Yeah. Why the heck did you book a band with four horns and four singers and then like throw it on us. Oh, it's great Gatsby theme. And then be like, you guys are too loud. Like, what are, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like go and get a Bluetooth speaker and just set it on a table and play it. But it doesn't look so cool. Dude, you know what you need to do. Cardboard cutouts. I'm to tell you. Exactly. Not even. Shoot. No, you still show up. Everyone shows up dressed up real cool. And then you just press play on the laptop. And you pretend you're playing. Oh. And you just turn the laptop, you know, make it as quiet background music as can be. I f- and pretend you're playing, but don't actually play. I, s- I mean, I feel like that's essentially what we're doing. We're basically just hired monkeys to sit up there in a suit and play. Yeah, it's for ambiance. They just like the idea of, of having human, you know, it's a lot more impressive than a Bluetooth speaker. I hate the idea of everything about this. Stop booking bands when you don't even know what that entails. I love it. Four horns, four singers. You know, this happens all the time. Like, And so this is what I do. When they like come up to us, like we were doing a wedding a couple weeks ago and the mother-in-law, the crotchety, stupid, rich mother-in-law <laughs> comes up. You guys are a little too loud. People are trying to talk. Well, guess what? Your kid wanted us to play cocktail hour. And so we're here to play like she said. It is not your thing. They asked us to be here. Don't say you want a cocktail hour band if you don't want that. Have somebody play music. Mm -hmm. And so what do I do? I start saying, don't hire a band then. Don't hire a band. And I play louder. (laughs) Did you? Yes. I'm like, don't hire a band. You shouldn't have had a band here. At this, you did that at this. No, this one I was. Thing? We just we just stopped playing. Oh, okay. So Melvin has this thing of like, if they ask us more than once to turn it down, we just take a break, because it's like, well, well you don't really want us to play then. Yeah. Like what we're we're up here working, 
we're playing music. It takes effort to do that. You don't really want that. You want to have a conversation. So just we'll stop playing and give you what you want. And then it's quiet. Yeah. But don't say, hey, we really want a band and then be like, you guys are too loud. Do you realize like music is like live music is loud. Yeah. I mean, I know how to play super quiet, dude. I know how to do it. I was playing with brushes on a snare and it was still too loud for you. Like what is with your hypersensitive hearing? That's brushes bizarre. on a snare. I could play brushes in a, on a snare in a library and no one would complain. Dude, that just reminds me. I did a gig years ago where there was <laughs> someone had an issue and uh, it turned out they had their hearing aid cranked. Yes, I was just going to say that next. Yeah, like their hearing aid was just cranked, that the volume was cranked. Dude, so played, everything was like really harsh and loud. And then eventually they're like, just turn your hearing aid down. And they're like, yeah. oh. I, play, I think you're saying <laughs> my story of like what happened to me. <laughs> I was at the Japanese Garden playing a gig a few years ago. And dude, this guy came in like on yeah. 10, just like, what are you doing? Turn it down. It is so loud. <laughs> what is like, why would you play this loud? <laughs> And we're like, what? Like, it was the same situation, like cocktail hour, like, and he's just like, he's, I mean, flipping his lid. I cannot believe you'd play this loud. What are you doing? <laughs> and then like, like the daughter-in-law or whatever was like, um, I think you're like, you couldn't hear during the ceremony, remember? So you turned up your hearing aid and now you have like, you're in here, you got to turn it down. And he turned it down and didn't complain the rest of the night. He was just kind of like, oh, my bad. That's amazing. I just... Dude, old people with your super sensitive hearing. First of all, why are you sitting next to the band? Always. Your table's next to the band. Yeah. Always. Yeah, that's the best. Dude, I'm tired of it. <laughs> uh, just take your hearing aid out. Or don't go to a wedding. Or don't hire a band. Hire a DJ. And shut your stinking mouth. Yeah. Four horns, four singers. I, I don't know what else to say. To just stop. Right <laughs> the last one. I mean, let's just come on. Gosh, I'm running out of time, but. I ain't trying to hear that right now. This goes back to the musicians that want to sit in. And, and now it's taken a step further where it's like, I have something for you to play. I want you to play my masterpiece that I wrote for my wedding. Mm -hmm. You're not. I got to take a breath, Phil. You're not a musician. You're not a songwriter. You're just an idiot that's trying to get married. And you hired a band that's too loud. And now you're setting demands. Homeboy wants to sit in. I have a song that I want you to play. <laughs> On my gig this weekend, yesterday, Chad or somebody, some guy. Chad. Like, hey, it's in the contract. Hey, our MC, he's a singer. And if it'd be okay... We want him to sit in. It wasn't bad. He was actually not bad. He knew how to do it. He knew he, he was a he was a decent singer. He knew when to, you know, when to come in and all that stuff. But it's just the principle for me. And everybody and their mother is there just like Chad is so awesome. He's like so much better than the real singer. Oh. <sighs> they don't say not... that, but it's like that. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't on this gig, but Anthony Smith sends to this to the Schmucky Metals group chat. Hey, how come no one told me that the bride has a song for her, that song that she wants me to play for the processional, like when she walks down the aisle? 
He's like, is this for real? They're like, yeah, it's for real. She wrote a song for you to play. Whoa. I have the song. Oh, no, you don't. And it's her playing it. And here it is. Hold on. All right, here it is. It's a song, Phil. Is that a joke? (laughs) It's a major scale. (laughs) I know. (laughs) They actually were like, we want you to play that. Sent him a video. I have a song that I wrote that I would like for you to play as I walk down the aisle. And it's her playing it. A major scale? (laughs) No, it's a song. (laughs) Here it is again, just so you can remember it. You might want to write a chart for this one. Not even a complete... Where is the singing in the background part of it? No. Part of the arrangement? No, I think that's just her friend filming in it. <laughs> yeah. So That's amazing. Here's this college professor, jazz mafioso, author, composer, I mean, highly, highly qualified professional pianist, and this goon. Poor Anthony. That'd be tough, man. This That'd be hard fool. to... I don't know if he could hack that dude. This complete moron is like, this is the com- the composition that I would like for you to play at my wedding while I walk down the aisle. Might want to watch it twice so you can remember it. And you might want to write a chart for it so that you can play it correctly. They actually said that all this? No, I'm just making okay. that up. But Man. That was probably the attitude. I would like you to play this song. And I, so I'm like, do you want me to come to the gig and play it? Cause I can probably handle that. I've never played piano in my life, but I can handle that. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. This is what I'm saying. This is what we've come to. Yeah. Well, and, and guess what? We got to do it. And there's Anthony. Like I got another, another video uh, of him actually doing it. Like did, did you? somebody cueing him going, okay, she's walking now. And then he's like, nee, 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 nee. Yeah. <laughs> and then does it again. And like, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. This is, this is, this is what I'm saying. This is why I have a soapbox because these people are so entitled and dumb. That's so funny. <sighs> I can't handle it, dude. I mean, it's easy. I mean, it's, you know, some easy money. It's not the point. The <laughs> point is that this dumb lady thinks that she's the. You, I can't even. I don't. I can't even say it. I, I, I'm. It's soapbox over. There's nothing left to say. It's pretty self-explanatory. Stop with this, people! Stop! (laughs) Just stop! Like this is why I can't be in that position because I'd be like, stop it! Come on! Are you serious? Like, why don't you have your five-year-old niece do it then? Because I'm not. This is not. This is not. This is not what I do. I love it. Man, it got me worked up, man. Not even my soapbox. I can't stand this. I can't. This is why I hate doing weddings. <laughs> this is why, because people are so entitled that they're having you play a major scale that they composed. I played a wedding. 
after party mm. at someone's house with Anthony, and it was awesome. Wow. We just played whatever we wanted, a yeah. bunch of originals stretched out, and then uh, I went home. I wish that it was, it was like that. It was. It's just, it's not been like that. Oh, I almost had to sneeze. Okay. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Um, now, that being said, I did just get on a soapbox about like, remember last week or the week before about etiquette and how people like, you know, like Uncle John comes up and is like, oh, that's a nice snare. You know, I have a Yamaha kit and, you know, and whatever. Yeah. Last night, I was breaking down my drums. There was a kid there that didn't talk to me the whole time. He's like probably like 19 or something. Sweet. Didn't talk to me the whole night. I saw him kind of hovering a little bit and then like going around the wedding, whatever. Didn't say anything. At the end of the night, comes up. I'm putting my symbols away. He like beelines for me, looks me right in the face, come like takes one step up the stage and said, hey man, just wanted to say I really enjoyed watching you tonight. I'm a drummer as well. And I think that that was really an awesome performance. Thank you so much for playing. Shook my hand and walked away. There you go. There you go, people. <laughs> there you go. That's how it's done. There you go. Yeah. That's how it's done. That kid was like the realest drummer I've met in a long time. Yeah. I, I like stopped what I was doing and I like looked at the piano player and I was like, did you just see that? And he's like, what happened? And I'm just like, that kid should just like, th- th- that's a perfect example of what you're supposed to do. That's a real musician. Yeah. It wasn't like, let's talk about your gear. Let me stand in your way while you're trying to get out of here. Like I'm finishing work. I'm tired. I'm sticky and hot and sweaty. I want to go home and sit in my air conditioned car as I drive home. Mm -hmm. He just came up with the realest attitude and was just like, I really appreciated your playing. I'm a drummer too. It's nice to meet you. Shook my hand, turned around and walked away as fast as he walked up. That's great. Wanted to hug that kid. Had some great camaraderie at the at Whitney's Belly Up show too. Mm. Just like awesome drummers coming to saying really nice things after we're done, That's and it's cool. it's just like like Abe Abe Majors Abe's was there. Great drummer, dude. He's so good. And he's so nice. Yeah, and he's he's so down with like. He's always like, man, I gotta get some lessons with you and Phil to get like better hands. I'm like, I've heard you play, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hey, do you play with Whitney? Does uh, Joe Amata play with you guys? Yeah. Dude is insane. He rips. I played yeah. with him twice this weekend. He's awesome. I'm, I would love to hear you and him play jazz together. Yeah. He was the guitar player on the It's Too Loud gig. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll have to ask him about that. Yeah. He's 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 cool. No, I love Joe. He's he's fantastic. He's Great a player. insane guitar player. Insane. Like, he can play jazz so well, and then the next song he could play like full on country, yeah. and then the next song he could play like hair metal, and he can nail all of them. Yeah, he's super versatile. Yeah, really nice guy he's too. Very good. He's a very good dude. All right. Well, anyways, shout out to that kid. I don't know who you. I want to talk to him more, but he was. I could tell he was probably the dopest drummer that wedding's ever seen, even more than me. Shoot. I played the minor cymbals. Fire. Ding. Just fire, dude. You need a fire, yeah. You need a special minor bell. I know. I don't even have a Masters of Maple one or like a Aquarian one, but yeah. I'm I'm really in love with minors. I don't think they're your thing, Phil, but 
I think they're great. I like them. Yeah, I don't know about this this video. I'm first of all very afraid to play in front of you. Shut Two, up. my drums are going to sound terrible compared to what you're used to. Three, I don't really have a proper cymbal setup like that I'm used to. Because well, I have like a janky crash that I use for the bordellos. I'm going to just say all three of those are dumb, dumb, and dumb. Okay. You're awesome. I love the way you play. Thanks. Always have. Camaraderie over competition. Just constantly inspiring. <laughs> Thanks. I, I mean every word of it. This I, for sucks. real. That's you really. <laughs> no. I love it. You're, you're a phenomenal drummer. Uh, and, well. and uh, you know, I, I just love watching you play. And your drums always sound awesome. Mm, not right now. They're out of tune, dude. What, I need Phil touch on the them. The tuning key fixes that. I guess. And, I can't wait to come back tomorrow. And, and just, you, you always have rad cymbals. So. All right. And uh, I should have brought the um the Samirnas so you can check them out. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see those. Yeah. They're cool. They seem rad from what you've said. They are pretty good. They're they're not bad. There's a few gems in there that are nice, but you know. Um all right, I gotta wrap this thing up. I gotta we're setting up for video. Minal <laughs> minal thing here. That minal like video shoot here. And um you guys, like, I could use your thoughts and prayers and hopes and wishes on me getting in with Minel. Yeah. And you getting in with Minel, too. I mean, who cares? Like, all of us. Let's all play Minel. <laughs> um, I need, I, I asked, I asked Vlade Guingini or whatever. He came on our show. Yeah. He's great. Insanely good drummer. I was like, if you could put in a good word, it'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah. And then I asked Matt in class, too. Nice. And they, she was like, yeah, I'll do it. But I don't know if it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like for real. So I don't know her very well, but um, they have those two more than like Thomas Lang and like Mike Johnston. I would say them two and Benny Greb are like the three people. Madden Class, Vlade Glingini. I don't know if that's his real name, but. And, and, and what did I say? Um. I can't remember the guys. Greb? Greb. Benny Greb. Yeah. Those three people influenced me to want to play Mino. Those three. Nice. That's crazy. I know. But, yeah. That's the sound. That's the sound I'm going for. So, uh, all right. I got to get set up and I got to get to lessons. And you got stuff going on, too. And all of you guys listening got stuff going on, too. So, you can stop listening to our podcast now and go do your things. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all could stop trying to sit in and you could also stop telling us it's too loud. Yeah. I mean, you know, so that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening. It's the Drum Brigade podcast, episode 135, drumbrigade.com, corykingston.com, philpardell.com. Oh, yeah. First of all, why are you asking me that? This show is going to go better than this. This fool. This fool sucks. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. 
This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.